is the technology show where we translate geek into regular speak. Now, this is going to be an experimental show this week. Um, I'm traveling at the moment, and I thought, haven't done a show for a while. Got some really cool, fun travel hacks that I wanted to share with people. So I thought, let me get myself into a room in the hotel that I'm in and try and share. Now, where it's going to be interesting is I normally work off more than one screen at a time. I'm sitting on my little MacBook. I don't even have my iPad with me, which I, I sometimes use as um, a second screen. So I'm going to try and juggle slide presentations, notes, all the other wonderful things. So if I mess it up a bit, apologies in advance. But hey, I'm still trying to get a shot there. And then hopefully the, the information I'm going to share with you is worthwhile. So let's go into presentation mode and let's see if we can get the first part working. Um, right, so this week I'm replacing things with a Z with travel with a Z. So for, as I said, I'm busy traveling at the moment. Um, and there's a couple of hacks that I wanted to share with you. So the first one is um, staying connected. So when you travel, the most important thing is to be able to stay connected you know, whether it's WhatsApp or Facebook or social, whatever you want to do. But you obviously want to stay in contact with the people back home. And the, and in my case, I'm actually working as well. So it's a bit of a holiday, a bit of work at the same time. Now, staying connected requires either Wi-Fi um, or some form of network or data. Um, so I want to share all those things with you. So before we talk about actual connectivity using mobile networks, the obvious one is, is to join a, a Wi-Fi network. Now, I'm not a huge fan of joining public Wi-Fi. I've mentioned this a few times on the show. Um, for the listeners or the viewers that are that are in Australia, we are going through incredible amounts of hacks at the moment. Massive companies are leaking data all over the place. Um, so when you open or join a, a public Wi-Fi network, you have the propensity to expose your machine and obviously the documents there on to someone. Um, and if you understand how public Wi-Fi works, you know, you are one of 10, 30, 40, 80 people, depends what it can support, that are all connecting into the same network. It just takes one savvy person to be able to start looking at the shared data. So again, if you have to join a, a Wi-Fi network, so be it. It does happen. I, I've had to do it a few times, um, specifically when I arrived in the airport and I needed to make sure I could get a ride. I had to join the public Wi-Fi. But for this show today, I'm going to talk about not joining the public Wi-Fi. And one of the hacks that I'm using at the moment, and it's working really well. So if you're watching the show, I've put a, a picture of a SIM card. And this company here in South Africa is called Rain. And I want to give a shout out to them as well. Um, basically, what I've done is on my iPhone, and not only the iPhone, most of the modern phones have the ability for an eSIM. So what the eSIM is, is that you don't put a physical SIM card inside your phone. So if I had to open up my, my iPhone, there's no SIM card inside there. My roaming, my, my network when I'm back in Australia has eSIM technology. So my phone number sits as an eSIM. Now that allows me to have two lines. So what I've chosen to do is I haven't got a second local phone number. And that's what a lot of people do. It's a mistake that a lot of people make. They go into it, they, they fly to a new country. Inside the airport is normally um, the local vendors that are selling SIM cards. And they go and buy a local number that comes with airtime and data. The problem with that is it's great. You can make local phone calls. 
but why? You don't know anyone in the country necessarily if you're just visiting. And even if you do, those people are probably on WhatsApp or iMessage or FaceTime or I'm trying to think of it. Facebook Messenger, and there's so many virtual or, or data-driven connectivity methods. So what I did this time is I bought a Rain SIM card. Now, I, I have to give a shout-out to Rain because at the moment there's actually a promotion. This is obviously only if you're in South Africa. But they are a data-only network. So you can get a modem for home and put in a SIM card and, and run 4 or 5G, depending on where you are. Or you can get a SIM card and put in your phone and it's phone only, and that means you can't tether or hotspot, or you can get a SIM card that is hotspot capable, it costs you slightly more. Uh, you can use it in your phone and create a hotspot, or you can carry a little portable modem and then connect to multiple devices. But to shout out to Rand at the moment, there's a there's a, um, a promotion running at the moment for one Rand, which is like under 10 Australian cents, so it's about six American cents. They won't bill you for the month, and you can join their network. So I've, I, I unfortunately was here before the promotion started, so I had to pay. It wasn't that expensive. Um, I went for the hotspot option because, well, I needed hotspot, and I think it costs um, $4.99. So that's, that promotion, by the way, is for the month of November, and then in December they will bill you the $4.99, or I think it's $3.29 if you don't need hotspot and you just put the SIM in your phone. Now, what that does is it gives me unlimited 4G data. Um, so in my phone, I can run around, I can get WhatsApp calls wherever I need to, I can use all my apps, I can make phone calls over WhatsApp, which is what I've been doing. The only negative is because I don't have a local number, I can't actually phone, let's say, a restaurant and book. But I can go to their website and look on their booking form and do it. So that can be a pain. Now. I have my roaming ability as well. If I do need to make a phone call when you know all else has failed and I cannot use data, um, I can just switch to my other phone, which is the eSIM, and make a phone call and pay the dollar or dollar fifty, whatever it is a minute, not the end of the world. But the nice thing is that I'm always connected. So what I do have to point out though is if you're relying on maps, please download an offline version of maps. I just drove from Johannesburg down to Pledenburg Bay, which is about 11 or 1200 kilometers, and it goes right through the desert. There's no 4G, there's no 4G network in the desert, um, so there was no connectivity. But at least my map still worked because I had downloaded. I didn't get updates, but I, I could still track my path and, and everything worked fine. Well, however, being here in an urban area where I am at the moment, I'm on LTE, which is the equivalent of 4G, and I'm connected, and I'm WhatsApping, and I'm Facebooking, and I'm using Uber, and all the things that I need to do. So this has been a fantastic, um, what say, revolution for me. I mean, I, I knew what I was doing before I left the country to come here, but I wanted to share this with everyone because basically, by putting a data sim in your phone, you can get all the benefits that you need, and also by buying a data-only SIM, even if you don't get a great deal like I got with Rain, um, you know, wherever you might be in the world, data SIMs are generally cheaper and or give more data than when you buy a package. The package will be, you know, um, 100 minutes of phone calls and 10 SMSs and maybe 2 gigs of data. And if you're like me, you can chew through 2 gigs very quickly. 
So this has been a really good successful hack for me for the time that I've been here and will continue to be here. Now, I can hear people saying, but Brett, what happens if I don't have eSIM technology? It's no real difference, right? The only thing that would be different is you wouldn't be able to make a phone call, like I said, where I can turn into a roaming because I've got dual SIM effectively. So if you have dual SIM, you would still have your original SIM card and you could roam. But if you have a phone that only has one SIM card um, or you don't have an eSIM capability, I would still advocate that you do what I've done as well. Um, um, so I would still advocate that you would do what I've done as well. And basically, sorry, there was just someone knocking at the door. That's what the mean back was. Um, and put the data sim, use your WhatsApp. And you know what you can also do? You can use WhatsApp, contact someone that's in the country that has a phone call, ask them to make the phone call for you. So that's my first travel hack um, on travels with a Z. I don't know how I actually got up to that one. But anyway, right, so what do we have next? Ah, okay. Now, I've actually reviewed this product before, but I've decided to use it from a, a travel hack point of view. So there it is. This is the Belkin Boost. Um, it is a 10,000 milliamp portable battery charger. Now, if you look carefully, um, you can see there's a, a bit of a groove here, like a lip. This is actually designed for the iPhone. My iPhone fits perfectly. Um, well, I've got a cover on, but I'm going to try and show you. You can see there's a little bit of a gap, but it's using MagSafe at the moment, and it it connects. It's magnetic, but the cover does it does charge through the cover. In fact, if I turn it on, um, oh, yeah, I love live demos. There we go, charged. It's charging. So, why is this a travel hack? Well, it's not about carrying a battery pack. I mean, that's just obvious. Most people carry a battery pack. Why I've decided to include this in my travel hack series is quite simple. There's technology built into the Belkin Boost Charge that will, if you put a device that's being charged on top, it will charge the device first. So you plug it into the wall, you charge the device, the current will go straight through and charge the device. Once the device is charged, it will then start to charge the battery pack. So at the moment, I have full battery power because it was charging the whole night. My phone is fully charged as well. I go out into the day, go and take photographs and do all the tourist things that you want to do, knowing that I have 10,000 milliamps, which is pretty much a full charge or maybe even two charges. So you're not going to be stranded without battery when your phone runs out at four o'clock in the afternoon like it does. So this is a great travel hack because you, one, you're charging um, your phone, you're charging your battery pack at the same time. And also what, you, what you're probably aware of so when you charge your phone at night, when it gets to full, it just stays in trickle mode. You actually are still charging. It's a waste of time, waste of energy. So here, at least I'm charging my battery back. So this is definitely my second um, travel hack that I wanted to share with you. Um, I said this is the Belkin Boost Charge. I'm sure there are other um, chargers that do it. I've been a long-time fan of Belkin. I reviewed a lot of their products before. Um, I use the three-in-one boost series at, next to my bedside that charges my watch, charges earbuds, and charges the phone using MagSafe. On that note, although this particular one has got this groove and it is designed for the iPhone, I've charged my Pixel on here. I've charged my JLab Buds on here. The only thing I cannot charge is my Apple Watch. It would be so super awesome if there was a slight indent where the MagSafe is just to take the, um, the Apple Watch as well. However... There is a USB out, 
so I can put the Apple Watch charger in here and I can charge off here if I want. I actually haven't tried to do both at the same time. I must, that one I'm going to try tonight because I've just got my Apple Watch on its own charger that's running through the wall. Um, but I will try that tonight. That's actually, I don't know why I didn't think of that. Anyway, the idea with the big, obviously, with the USB is that you can share this with other devices as well during the day if people aren't using MagSafe. Um, but as I said, balancing um, my JLab buds, chargers, balancing my Pixel on here, chargers. You, you've got to just get it right so that the, it's in the right place. It's QR, which is the standard. Um, so this is definitely a great hack where you can make sure your battery pack and your phone are charged at the same time when you're good to take on the day. And then the last hack that I wanted to share with you, which, which also some people might say, but Brett, that seems obvious, but it's not, is the spare phone. So one thing I want to just talk about the spare phone, that's why I want to include it in the hack. The phone, <clears throat> as, long, as well as your primary phone, they need to be unlocked. So certain countries, when you buy a phone on a contract, when you do it through a telco operator, they actually lock the phone that it can only take a SIM card or an eSIM from that operator. Now, I'll use an example, and, I, and, and as if you watched last week's show or the week before, I've actually lost time with the traveling. I reviewed the whole Pixel range. What I never mentioned, I don't think I mentioned on the phone, or I might have mentioned it, on the Pixel Watch, to use the eSIM technology in Australia at the moment, it's exclusive to Telstra. Now, what that means is I wouldn't be able to bring my Pixel Watch to South Africa, hence not bringing it, and then just go and find a local um, uh, telco and switch my eSIM because it, the, the watch is designed to work with Telstra. Now, phones are very much the same and have been for many years. It's quite a contentious issue. If you buy a phone outright, it's not locked. If you buy a phone that's subsidized, and Americans do this mainly, you buy a phone from, uh, well, I don't know what their companies are, I've lost Verizon and AT&T, they generally lock the phone and there's nothing you can do about it. So when you go home, you actually can't use the phone on a local SIM card unless you get unlocked, which is not the easiest thing in the world to do, I might add. I've had a few phone issues before. So please make sure, A, your phone, your primary phone is unlocked when you travel. That's a travel hack. But also your spare phone needs to be unlocked so that when you get to the country and your phone breaks, gets stolen, falls in the water, whatever happens to your phone that you now need to go to your backup, it needs to be unlocked so that you can put the SIM card in, the data SIM card in this case. So, um, yeah, I, um, I've always gained on an Android phone. That's my gaming phone. I've been very fortunate to have the Pixel 6 Pro last year, and I've now just been upgraded to the Pixel 7 Pro. So that's the phone that I have with me. It does support eSIM technology as well as it so happens. Um, so I could actually replicate my current setup if anything happened to my iPhone. Um, but this is not just a spare phone, it's my gaming phone as well. And again, I took the hotspot option from Rain so that I could actually share my data with my Pixel so I can still play my games. So, um, yeah, look, finally, I, I don't have a RU game. Um, I haven't found any new games or anything like that. There's no Q&A today. This was just like I wanted to jump on one to let you know I'm still around. The technology show is still around, even though I'm traveling. Um, however, if you're a long time, the last thing I'm going to do on, uh, on the show, if you're a long time listener, you know that I always suggest waiting for point one when it comes to software upgrades. So we've had iOS 16 out for a while. So 16, 16 0 0.01, 0 0.0245, whatever it went up to. 
Point one has just launched, and I'm pleased to announce that for both iPhone and iPad, it's out and it's stable. Um, there's some great new features on there. I'm not going to get into it on this show. I haven't done a review on it properly. I've just been playing with it. I do suggest, though, that if you are traveling, that's not the time to upgrade to your, your software and your phone. The last thing you want to do is have connectivity issues or something goes wrong, your phone breaks, and then you're in trouble. So if you where you are at this moment in time and you're not going anywhere where you're you, you on a stable network uh, or at least at home, so if something goes wrong, you can go to the local iStore, iPhone, iPad, 16.1, definitely time to upgrade. Um, besides the bugs and security fixes, um, there are some nice cool features in there as well, especially on the lock screen. You can now add widgets. This is, I'm not going into the review. I just wanted to share green light from my side. So, um, yeah, hopefully some of these hacks uh, um, help you next time that you, you're thinking of traveling. Um, and I don't know if I'm going to do a show next week. I don't even know where I am time zone-wise. I know this is late for Australia. Uh, maybe you'll pick this up afterwards on, on the channels and, you know, I always share it and, and, and so on. But just wanted to share that that's my travel hacks. I haven't even changed the background. I'm just sitting in a, in a working room. But I am still working. I think this is proof of life and also to my colleagues as well. Yes, I am working. So I think that's it. So until next time, keep your screens clean and do not shiny.